Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on the first day of November. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon. Ken Miller for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you on an eventful Tuesday. Lots going on in the world. Sports, Maction, World Series, that uh, TV show on ESPN. We'll get into that coming up on the program. Uh, the BMW of Des Moines guest list. I guess I never asked you. What did we do? Uh, it's uh, what we talked about yesterday. When did we put Snyder? What do we got first? Well, coming up first at uh, t- 11.30. I'm also working to get the schedule right like you are. We will kick things off talking with Kevin Lehman. He was awesome. in Carver Hawkeye Arena yesterday yep. for the matchup against Truman State and Jeff Horner's squad. We'll talk about that one, Big Four Hoops. He's got the UNI exhibition matchup coming up this week. Uh, on ESPN Plus, we'll talk about that. Of course, Drake and Iowa State, Big Ten, Big Four hoops, and we'll take a look across the MVC, Big Twelve, and Big Ten landscapes. A little preview as we get ready for the I'm real opener. I'm all for it, which is next Monday. Monday that for is both when Iowa schedule, and Iowa State. Yes, schedule begins for everybody in college mm-hmm. basketball. I wonder why the Clones didn't do an exhibition game. I know they played a secret scrimmage yeah, against and, Creighton, yeah. And maybe that was the reason behind it. And was there one more just Creighton? Not positive. I'm not positive either. Well, anyway, so Kevin Lehman will join us. Then we'll move into the into the noon hour, and Matt Snyder will be uh, with us from Philadelphia. Game three, obviously, the uh, game last night was postponed. So they're going to go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. off day now, Saturday, Sunday. Did I see that correct? I like it. I do, too. I do, too. What is the Sunday night football game this week? Uh, glad you asked. Is it? Uh, no, Monday night's the Saints. It is. Uh, Ravens Saints on Monday night. We get Chiefs Titans. Oh, Chiefs and Titans. Okay. Well, pretty that's good pretty one. good. Yeah, that's really good. Big number, though. 12 and a half. Woof. There's something about Tennessee. There's, I don't know. Something about that whole division. Yeah, right. And you've seen the way Patrick Mahomes is playing. They're coming out of a bye. Uh, so so we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm anxious for baseball to get started again tonight. Of course, Maxion uh, goes tonight. A couple of games, a couple more betting opportunities. Uh, the game last night, the Monday Nighter. Look, Cleveland needed this game in mm-hmm. a big, big way. I thought Cincinnati would show up and at least give a fight. Mm. That was an, as big of a no-show as we've seen in the NFL all year. I mean, when Evan McPherson... Who was was he perfect last year? I mean, he missed both games. He missed a point after, and he missed a field goal at uh, late in the first half. Not that it would have changed the outcome of the game, but this just goes to show you that everybody's just shooting bad for that Bengals team, a team that I thought had turned a corner. I thought this so, too. I was jumping aboard with you. I really liked I, I thought the development of the offensive line was coming in. They still weren't great by any means, mm-hmm. but it looked like... They were taking some positive steps, and that Cleveland front just absolutely oh, Miles, them. And Miles Garrett was just, yeah. oh boy. I mean, it was five sacks, and it felt like 15. It did. Yeah, it did. Aikman called him the, uh, the, the, the best edge rusher in the game last night. I mean, you can make that case. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of them, uh, but he's clearly in that, uh, in that conversation. Because Micah Parsons is a unicorn. He's uh-huh. not just an edge rusher. Right. He drops into coverage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of the numbers that he has, tackles for lost sacks and things like that. He's in coverage like 30% of the time. So good. It just so good. Made the right decision sitting out the COVID year. Yep. Uh, and, and look and look look where he's at now. Um, boy, you think Joe Burrow misses Jamar Chase? Uh, just a little oh, bit, huh? Oh, boy. Joe Mixon could not find any nothing. running room. There was absolutely nothing there. Credit to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you look at them and you look at you know, the playoff picture. Coming into the year, we thought the AFC was going to be certainly better than the NFC, and I think that's yes. played out. I do too, although I didn't see Philadelphia coming, full disclosure. The depth, though, of the AFC, not where I thought it was going to be. I, In what respect? Well, I thought there was going to be 12, 13 teams that had a good chance of being playoff teams. Okay. And, boy, the bottom from Pittsburgh... Jacksonville that just continues to lose close games mm-hmm. week after week. The Raiders, that future performance. Teams like your Broncos that just frankly aren't very good. So how many teams in the AFC can win the uh, can win the Super Bowl? I mean, honestly, I think there's only two. Two? Yeah. You put the Ravens in? Not yet. That defense needs to get better. Well, now, they got a little better yesterday. They tried. Yeah. They definitely did try. You put the Dolphins in? To win a Super Bowl? No. Boy, they're close. They're better than they've been yeah. in a long time. And some of those two in numbers. Oh, my God. He was out of his mind this past weekend. Now it helps when he got the speed that he has That's on the true. outside with Waddle That's and, true. and Tyreek. But, boy, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just past performance that kind of makes me more difficult. Uh-huh. I just, Buffalo is so head and shoulders above I, everybody, Kansas yep. City included. Yep. That gap is so significant. I think there's a huge gap between them and Philadelphia, who's still undefeated. Mm-hmm, me too. And Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts hasn't taken a snap in the second half trailing. That's bananas. It's never happened before in the NFL. Wow. This deep into a season. I didn't realize that. He has never taken... So, so power, rank the, power rank the NFC because you know what? And, and I don't think they're very good. I, I think the Vikings are up, up on that list. I think Seattle's on that list. Uh, obviously, the Eagles are on the top of the list. Let's say to but get the, to the Cowboys Super Bowl. are there. Oh, absolutely. I would Eagles one, Eagles one, Cowboys two, Niners three. That's how I would have it. Mm-hmm. Ahead of the Vikings, ahead of the Seahawks, ahead mm-hmm. of the Falcons, ahead of other division winners there. Ahead of the Giants, who sit at six and two, but feels kind of fake. Yeah, right? it does. It does. Yes, I agree with you. The depth, though, certainly not there in the NFC. Right now, here's your playoff teams, your wild cards the in Cow- the NFC. In the NFC, okay. Cowboys, Giants, 49ers. After that, though, the teams that are just on the outside looking in, the number eight team right now is the Commies. Oh, my God. The Washington Commanders. The Rams at three and four. The Bucks at three and five. The Packers at three and five. Arizona, New Orleans. I mean, these teams are. So, not- is there a three and five team that can find their way into the playoffs? I mean, is it as simple as just look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Taking the NFC South out of the equation because somebody has to win that division. Uh-huh. Take that away. Say to get a wild card berth. Okay. The Rams? Maybe, maybe. You know, they came out looking so good against the Niners, too. And like, all right. Yeah. You get the Super Bowl hangover early. You know there's a lot of talent. They're going to push the right buttons. McVay's got them going. He's mm-hmm. hopping up and down mm-hmm. the sideline. They want to beat San Francisco. They're sick of the fan base being split 50-50 in a home I'm not game. even sure it was 50-50. I think there was more Niners. 60-40? You know what they're calling? They're calling it candlestick. Oh, absolutely. As they should. Because they, they take that place over. Uh-huh. And then it just completely oh. falls apart there. Christian McCaffrey show. I guess it would be the Rams. I would still just because of the talent, but I don't feel good about any of these teams. Now right Cooper now. Cup's hurt. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they dodged a bullet, but boy, oh boy, if he's out for any length of time. Um, yeah, it, it, it feels like it's more cut and dried. There's there's more meh, teams this year than maybe ever before. And look, we're halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. We're not even halfway through and the year. And it's going to change a ton. It's going to change a ton. Injuries will dictate that. Without a doubt. It's a Trade deadline is today. Will there be anything that happens today that could um, shift the balance of power? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, the biggest name that's is, is out there, one of them, I mean, Bradley Chubb's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'll never you know, be able to wrap my arms around him because of the circumstances around Well, you him. know what? I told you yesterday. Denver would not have made Josh Allen Josh Allen. 
Yeah, I don't know. He still got his. He still had his own gifts. He still big. he did, and he was bad for two years. There are. This is such a yeah, rare. But he's still six five, two thirty, whatever he is. And he's Brock Eisler was six eight, and he sucked. No, he did suck. There's no question. I watched it with my own two eyes. You know, he's not bad in the booth. He was okay he's this past good, weekend. Yeah. He was all right him. this weekend. Um, he looks so much different than he anticipated. Doesn't he? Yeah, he looks like a. Young kid. You like a young kid. Yeah. Young kid with Super Bowl ring. He does. Super Bowl 50, backing up Peyton. We led those Broncos teams to some wins. Um, but then he was benched on the Chargers game, and Peyton got his job. I think about that. Peyton Manning benched in his final year. It can happen to anybody. So you uh, you brought up the Bears, the trade for Ro- Roquan Smith going to the Ravens. What, they get a two and a five? Two and a five. I saw a lot of hand-wringing from Bears Twitter, which is a dangerous place to go. Boy, you, t- you know, we have... Obviously, Iowa State Twitter, Cyhawk Twitter, when it starts going at each other, that is nothing compared to some professional teams. I mean, it, it is ugly and moronic and sophomoric, and, and Bears Twitter is a scary place to go. But I saw a lot of disappointment in what they got for Roquan Smith, and I, he's an inside backer in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. They don't have pay to pay. I didn't get, I didn't understand how, what were people, what do you think you're going to get a first rounder for an inside backer? No, not now. Not no. anymore. It's changed. It's not now, 1987. If he's coming off the edge, it's a different yes. story. Uh, but you're right. You're 100% right. He probably wasn't going to get that. Now, I do think that Baltimore got better by that trade yesterday. I completely agree with that, too. Uh, no doubt. But look at look at the Bears. Here's the thing. They're going to stockpile it. Fields, mm-hmm. Fields keeps going, and it looks like he's going to. All of a sudden, your sixth overall pick, eighth overall pick, whatever overall pick, you don't need a quarterback, and there's a boatload of teams that do. You're going to have a hell of a lot of picks, and you've got as much cap space next year as anybody in the league. Look over there. It's the light at the end of that tunnel, Bears fans. And you get another stab at, stab at the next Darnell Moody. You know, a, right. a wide receiver from Tulane. Yep. You just... Those kind of pieces mm-hmm. that become starters for you. And they don't have to all become stars, but if you can continue to build through the draft with that, Iberflus, he knew Roquan Smith. He's great for this team right now. Mm-hmm. But it's not about that. It's about the next couple of years and continuing to develop. You get more cracks at it. Draft kicks, the capital that you get for it. All right, What do you want it to be a second and a fourth? Sure. You would love to get a second and third. This is the reality of what you're going to get. What it is. And it's not about this year. It's about building and getting mm-hmm. those shots. I liked what they did. I liked what they got for Quinn, who had one sack and eight tackles <laughs> going into the trade that he had last week. It just, that's what you're going to get for these veterans. It's not NF- NBA, it's not MLB. The trade deadline is so different. It is. Did you see who came back in the trade as well, who they just picked up? The Ravens had just picked up and put him on the roster. No. You know who's a Chicago Bear? AJ Klein. Former oh, really? Clone, yeah. Uh, where he's with the Saints, he was with the Bills. Uh-huh. Uh, he was out of football to begin the season. They just put him on the roster, I think within the last couple of weeks, the Ravens did, and they threw him into the trade. So I guess he's going to uh, you know, take uh, take one of those spots, depth if, if, if nothing else. Trent, you and I are both baseball guys. Mm-hmm. You heard of Pedro Grifal? Grifal? I had not until this morning. Is that, I don't even know how you say his name. Yeah, you Is took it better at it than I did. If you're Sean Roberts, if you're Chuck Reed, those are the two White Sox fans that I know. My buddy uh, Melt. Your buddy Mel? Melt. Melt. Your buddy Melt. We got three. Is Mel- Melt's not his first name. Mel- no, it's Chris Melton. Chris Melton. Okay. So we know three three White Sox fans. Yes. And Emery they- Songer. Oh, Emery, of course. Yes, ben, yeah, yeah. Shame on me. Uh, Emery, of course. Um, and you march out to the podium, the new manager to take uh, take over this franchise, Pedro Greifall, who was the bench coach for Mike Matheny in Kansas City. 
Not the Braves. Nope. Not nope. the Dodgers. Not the Rays. <laughs> no, not the Astros. That's all success and takes what yeah. it sees what it takes to become a great team. A team that won seventy games again this year, uh, and he's taking over as the new skipper of the White Sox. Talk about underwhelming. What are we missing? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's one of these guys. Now, apparently he was on a list for some other jobs mm-hmm. um, that didn't go his way. I mean, he was he, he, got a, he was interviewed by the Royals. He was with the Royals. He interviewed with the Royals, and the Royals said, no, we don't want him. Uh, but the White Sox did. I don't get it. I don't either. This Never one them. is completely out of left field. Now, look, at, you don't have to hear of these guys before they get their Absolutely, job yeah. for them to have success. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's guys scattered throughout baseball, the history of baseball. But I never heard of this dude. I didn't either. And coming it's not, from that organization. To your point, it's not like he's coming from one of the upper echelon teams uh, in baseball. He's coming from the Royals. Uh, we shall see. All right, basketball from last night. You watched it because I saw you were tweeting uh, about the mm-hmm. the Hawks in their exhibition game last night uh, against Truman State. Just a um, couple of your takeaways. First of all, starting Tony Perkins at the point guard spot. Mm-hmm. It was something that we anticipated we were going to see with the one-game suspension for you. Aaron Euless, don't hand that job away. The way that this team can play and what so they're going to So keep Perkins there is what you're saying. I absolutely love it. Okay, He is a bulldog with the ball. He mm-hmm. played a lot of point guard last year, even with yep. Bohannon yes, out he there. he did. Especially down the stretch. When Iowa played their best basketball last year, Tony Perkins was playing point a lot. He's not your traditional point guard. He's not a pass-first guy, but he is so different. His strength with the basketball, his ability, what he can be as a defender on the ball, because he's an elite-level defender, one of the few guys on this roster that can do that. I just love the way that this team looked out there with Perkins, Sanford at the two, Patrick McCaffrey at the three, Chris Murray at the four, and Robracha at the five. Robracha, you know, we saw a couple of moments last year where he said, man, maybe he can shoot it a little bit more than more he should. More offense, I agree. He can take it off the bounce. He had that, I can't remember what game it was. He had some dunk off the dribble, though, or just through traffic, and where had that been all last, season? Oh, last year. Last okay, season. Yep. You know, he's had a, a couple of those glimpses, and he said, Maybe there's more. It looks like there's more. I know it's Truman State. I get that. Mm-hmm. But hearing some of the reports from this offseason, where Bracha's going to be more than just, well, he's the only guy we got to play center. Well, th- th- so let me stop you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not asking how Agundale looked game-wise. He looked exactly How did he look? He looked exactly Physically, the same. Physically, did he? He's, he's the exact same guy. Yeah. He is what he is. Three All minutes right. a half. Yeah. That's what you're going to get. But he's ahead of Riley Mulvey. Yeah, that's not good. A a disappointing, because that was one of the guys we kind of heard about during uh-huh. the summertime, that uh-huh. maybe he was putting it together. Sounds like defensively, it has not gone as they anticipated mm-hmm. right now. Agudele is your backup five right now. He is the guy that's going to be in there. Riley Mulvey didn't play until the walk-ons were out there. Really? And Carter Kingsbury out yeah, there. Look at there's five minutes left in the game. That's the first time you saw him? Yeah. Oof. Hoisting up threes. Carter Kingsbury hit a couple. That was cool. And he looks just like the old man. He's got, remember the red cheeks that Chris Kingsbury yeah, used yeah, to have? Yeah. I mean, he's just like him <laughs> out there. Beautiful form. Seeing the number 14 hitting some shots That's at Carver. Nice. That was fun late in the game. Connor McCaffrey, who we both love. Mm-hmm. And there's been plenty of detractors. Yes, there are. He hit four threes last night. Remember when all of a sudden uh-huh. that light bulb went on against Penn and State? And he couldn't miss. And he was on fire. What is it, like 18 to 25 or something? He had a stretch. Crazy numbers, yep. Ridiculous numbers for anybody. Especially a guy that's shooting 13% from three going into that stretch that he had. He is dedicated now to basketball. They ran a play late in the half. So Tony Perkins steals the ball from a guy, gets tipped out of bounds. Six seconds left in the first half. They drop a play. 
where they get the ball, top of the key, Perkins inbounded it, comes off the, hands it off to him, goes in and throws down to dunk. Connor McCaffrey drew up the play. I know Margaret doesn't want him to be a coach. He actually, in the huddle, drew up the play. This, is, this was Connor's play. That's what uh-huh. was said in the postgame, that that was Connor's play. He came up with that one, and it worked to perfection. He is so tough. He's the guy that you want with you. Yep. He's going to jaw. He's a leader. He's going to talk to officials. Mm-hmm. He's going to do all the intangible things that you want out of a basketball player. He is going to be so important. If I was better than, you know, a little better than a bubble team, you know, an 8, 9, 10 seed in the NCAA tournament, if they can contend for a top four or five spot in the Big Ten, a regular season go 12 and 8, be a solid 4, 5, 6 seed in the NCAA tournament, Connor McCaffrey is going to be a big, big part of that if they can make that kind of lead. Trent, if, if they were playing, if they wore hockey jerseys, I know they don't, he would have a C on it. Yes, That's absolutely. the type of player. He's not necessarily the best player on the team, nope. but he's got a little bit of everything. Uh, when you blend it all together, yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, big fan. What did his brother look like last night? What kind of game? Kind of quiet for Patrick? Yeah, kind of what he's been. I wanted a little bit more. It's just mm-hmm. a one-game sample mm-hmm. size. You don't want to overreact. I, I always want more, though. From Patrick, it feels like they're just something that feels still to needs me to like this is his year, right? Offensively, he is what he is. He makes tough shots, shots that are sometimes ill-advised. That's still <laughs> what you get at times with with Patrick, but he's talented, and it just feels like they needs to be get in there and mix it up on some rebounds. I know you're frail. I know you're not real big, yeah. but you're six foot nine. Uh-huh. Get in there, Sanford. He'll go in there and mix it up, and he's up to six nine two, which is crazy. Think of that team now. Perkins at 6'3", 6'9", 2-guard, 6'9", 6'9", and then 6'9". I mean, you got, oh, six, nine. You got four 6'9 yeah. players out there along with Perkins when you run that lineup. One other guy, DeSante Bowen, who yeah. didn't shoot it real well, well. Okay, right, yeah. He looks the part. We got a bunch of assists, right? He had eight assists in the game, running it, a couple of absolute beautiful dimes that he had in there. He is a guy, one thing I want people to remember about DeSante Bowen, we know the misses. Tyler Eulis is the one that always mm-hmm. comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Fran's been here now 14 years. For 10 of those years, he had either Jordan Bohannon mm-hmm. or Mike Cassell as his point guard. Mm-hmm. This was a guy he identified early. He fell down the rankings a little bit. There were some things that nationally, you know, he dripped down. He was a top 75 player at one time. Still was a top 100, top 125 player. A good player. Wasn't enamored, at least on the national scene. But Fran identified him early. When Fran gets a guy like that, more times than not, they're really good. And I think DeSante Bowen is going to be Got a chance, really good. Huh? He is a different kind of athlete mm-hmm. than they've had at the point guard position. And because of that, and with yeah, Perkins out there, Euless when he's back, what he can do defensively, this team is going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a Fran team. They're going to get up and down the floor. Yeah. They're going to be great offensively. They're going to struggle at times defensively. But the hope is, now with on-ball defenders, with Perkins, with Euless, and with Bowen, you've got three guys that can mix it out there. Sanford's not a great on-ball defender, but he's 6'9". There's going to be guys that are going to blow by him, but still with that length, it's going to cause problems here. And he can shoot. If Iowa can be top 70 nationally defensively, you know they're going to be in the top 10 offensively. You have something here. Yesterday I uh, tweeted out, DraftKings has come out with their regular season odds. Iowa has the fourth best odds to win the regular season crown in the Big Ten. Hmm. They're ahead of Purdue. Mm -hmm. They're ahead of Wisconsin. I mean, they're ahead of a lot of the heavy heads. I was surprised to see that. I'm not seeing this team's winning a regular season crown because you got to see it. I've never seen it in my lifetime. I'm 42. Right. Got to see it before we, we yeah. start to go down that path. I don't think they're at that level, but I think they are a tick better 
than just barely being an NCAA tournament team. I think there's a chance for them to make another step forward. And didn't even mention Chris Murray, who is at times the best player on the floor. Hey, yeah. let him scoring. He's, he's really good. Yeah, we've talked about the Hawks for how many minutes now. We haven't even got to him. One other guy who we haven't got to, what do you think of Josh Dix? He's a little bouncier than some of the guys you kind of think of the past. All right, let's be honest. You think of the white two guards that Fran has brought in, mm-hmm. Josh Oglesby, mm-hmm. Brady Ellingson. There's more bounce to Josh Dix. And remember the injury that he's coming well, off uh, on top did, of did you see any lingering effects of that last night? Uh, maybe a, a tad tentative. Nothing. I'm surprised he's on the floor this early. After, and you're not quick. alone. I mean, with some of those initial reports, oh. too, were something that this is going to be an injury that takes a full year right. to get back from. Maybe a little bit, but nothing. It's been, what, eight months, uh, seven months? Yeah, right in that range. Because, yeah, it was February mm-hmm. that he had that injury. He's going to be bouncy. His shot is beautiful. He's got a really nice form to it. He gets some height on the jumper, too. I mean, he's not kind of a flat shooter. He gets in the air on that jump shot. He's going to be a fun player. He's going to help him out. They need a little more shooting on this team. He's going to be a guy, I think, that's going to help him out some spots this year. Preseason power rankings in-state. Big four since we got Kevin Lehman coming up. Drake, Iowa, Iowa State, you and I. Iowa, Drake, Iowa State, you and I. Iowa, Drake, Iowa State, you and I. And we got three tournament teams this year. Okay. I saw a lot of people have Iowa State ninth, head of only K-State. That's all right. The where were they picked last year? Right. They were 10th last year. <laughs> right. And they surpassed that. This team is going to defend. Uh-huh. They're going to bulldog you. This is another team built in the image of TJ they're going to grind out. It's going to be a street fight. Absolutely. Every, t- every time you want to be tough, it's going to be a street fight. We're going to be tougher. Uh-huh. And that's how they're going to bring it Good. every single Good. night. Then look at Cyclone fans been spoiled. They've got a lot of scores in the, in the last decade, <laughs> yes, right? right? A lot of guys are going to fill it up. Um, there's no Brockington this year to take that role. Maybe somebody will, but right now as you go into the season, you know that you're going to win a lot of 54-50 mm-hmm. right. type of games, and that's fine. And two contrasting styles. You love defense, watch Iowa State. You love offense, you can watch Iowa. You're going to get all the flavors. They will collide on December the 8th. Is that the date? I think the women are the 7th, the men are the 8th. And I think Chris Hassel and Chris Williams and I are going to be at Circus Sports watching them all. Nice. I'll be there this weekend watching Iowa-Purdue. Oh, baby. Take it easy on the old man, boys. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we do have a keyword to get to. Uh, we are going to tell you more about the big event coming up this weekend uh, at the Varied Industries Building. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. We're going to get another dentist in here today, another one tomorrow, to tell you more about the Iowa Mission of Mercy uh, and the uh, two-day uh, event that's happening down there. If uh, you know anyone, if you're in that spot, if your family's in that spot, or unfortunately um, you're in circumstances right now where you just don't have dental care, um, maybe it's been a long time since the kids have had their teeth cleaned or one of them, maybe it's you complaining about a cavity that you're not able to uh, get that looked after. There is a free dental clinic with what the, I believe a hundred dentists from all over the state will be converging on the varied industries buildings this Friday and Saturday. It's free dental free, no catch, nothing, nothing like that. Uh, you just, um, it's first come, first serve. It starts at six o'clock in the morning and goes till five o'clock, uh, in the evening, both Friday and again on Saturday. So we're going to talk to, uh, dentists here, uh, today, tomorrow, and then we'll go there a couple of times on Friday live during the event. But, uh, I, mom.com is our big dot, dot org. Let me get the, do you remember it offhand, Trent, what the email, uh, the, uh, website is? 
I think it's iowamom.org. Iowamom.org. There you go. For more information, some of the services that they're going to provide, it is iowamom.org. Fourth and fifth, Varied Industries Building. And um, they're going to see 1,000 people. That's the goal, to get get them through there. We'll see. I think they're going to do it. It's going to be packed. Uh, More about that coming up here. But right now, it's time for another $1,000 handoff. Go to KXNO.com right now. Once you get there, enter the keyword win. Win at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Win at KXNO.com. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXML. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trade in the NFL. Big one. Local interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ Hawkinson from the Lions to the Vikings. An in division trade. Yeah. Rarity. Um, it is. Although the Vikings, the Packers are favorite during the draft, uh, trading some of their picks. Um, it is. So a second and a third go to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Hawkinson and a fourth, and the conditional fourth the following year. Correct. It's weird. You think Hawkinson would be enough? Not yeah. too bad out of the new GM with the Vikings. No, Irv Smith got hurt this past weekend, uh-huh. so there's clearly a need there. Hawkinson's a stud. No, he is. He thought he was going to get his Thanksgiving off maybe when he heard he was going to be traded, but not so fast because right. the Vikings play on Thanksgiving evening. They're the NBC game, I believe, against the Patriots. You got it. Let's get Kevin Lehman in here, talk some Big Four basketball. Uh, good to talk to you, Kevin Lehman. Tis the time of year, after all. How you been? How was your summer? You're ready to go, I'm assuming. I'm ready to go, kid. I did a little tour of the Missouri Valley, saw nine of the 12 Valley teams, watched the Hawks last night, got the Panthers tomorrow night, so it is time to start playing some basketball. Where will you spend your Thanksgiving? What tournament did you get this year? Be my eighth trip to the beautiful Virgin Islands. <laughs> nice. Drake is going to be down there along with Belmont, so we've got two Valley teams along with uh, – Boston College, not the strongest field that we've seen in the past. Wyoming may be the best team down there along with the Drake Bulldogs. But as you guys know, it's always 85 degrees in <laughs> St. Thomas. What TV network? Uh, CBS Sports Net? Where's that going? Where will that be found? Uh, is now ESPN3. Uh, CBS Sports Net used to do it linear. Then we lost, uh, we lost our sponsor. So now it's a digital broadcast. All right. Well, you're still 85 and sunny, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. let, let's let's start. Let's start in the valley. Let's 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 go there. Uh, a lot of a lot of excitement, obviously, around this this Drake team. Everybody, for the most part, is coming back. Boy, it seems like Roman Penn's been there forever, um, and, and kind of he has been. Sturtz is coming back, of course. Oh, the Player of the Year, yes, Tucker DeVries is going to be back. There's a lot of buzz. Is it warranted, Kevin? Um, does this team deserve the hype that uh, the preseason hype that seems to surround them? Can they do? Uh, I've seen them practice a couple times. All that experience coming back. I mean, they've got guys. DJ Wilkins will be 25 years old <laughs> when this season starts. He's going to be taking Social Security for long. <laughs> and I tell you, last year, you know, we watched Tucker DeVries come in as a freshman and he deferred to those older guys, Penn, Sturts. This is Tucker DeVries' team. He knows it and his teammates know it. This guy is ready to have a huge. Breakthrough season. 
We know about the veterans because they've been around for a really long time. Ken mentioned Roman Penn, Garrett Sturtz. We love him. The Darnell Brodies of the world, guys like that. What about some newbies? What about some uh, guys, some new names you anticipate are going to make a step forward this year for the Bulldogs? Well, I'll tell you, we'll go back to an old guy. Darnell Brody looks tremendous. Doesn't He's it? lost about 12 pounds, mm-hmm. really active. The day I was there, he was throwing around his teammates like rag dolls mm-hmm. on a rebound drill. He looks really motivated, and that's a scary thought yep. if you're in the Valley. Because a lot of those bigs, you know, he's got Fife is in a question mark mm-hmm. whether he's going to be able to play. Great mask, a big from Bradley's hurt. So to have a big in that league is going to be huge because uh, – it's tougher and tougher to get bigs in mid-majors now. But also, I think the key to them is going to be uh, the new kid that transferred in from Tech, Calhoun. It's Sardir Calhoun. He is kind of their hemphill. He's their athletic guy. Uh, if he can get really into the fold in January and February with the rest of these guys, look for this Drake team to be able to make some national noise. I really like them. Hmm. Well, I'm all for that. Uh, fingers crossed that it happens. Let's take a look at the Panthers. And, of course, uh, it, the big story, A.J. Green, who's uh, been actually seeing some minutes in the NBA. When you saw him for the first time, knowing what a leap it is from any level of college basketball to the limited spots on an NBA roster, he's a nice player, but is, the, is this really a kid that's got a future in the NBA? What was Go back five, six, whatever years it was. Did you think that this is a kid who's going to play in the NBA at some point? I'd say at the time, no, Ken. Here's why. Because his ability to make decisions with the basketball or not at a high level. But he is the best, what I call, contested shot maker I've seen ever come out of the Valley. I mean, Lucas Williamson is draped over him in that big game they had at McLeod Center when they won the outright championship. He's making shots over the best defender in the league. So the fact that the Bucks took him off the ball and basically they're telling him, you're going to stand in the corner and shoot threes, I think that gives him a chance to be a uh, like a Claver uh, a and play a long time in the NBA if he can consistently make those threes. He's got the size. Mm-hmm. It's tough to get to a shot with that high release. So I think he can hang around the NBA for a couple of years. Is he Matt Thomas? Boy, that's a good comparison. Good comparison. But when you watch A.J. shoot, that ball is up over his head. It's just so difficult to contest that you've got to have some size on him at 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six to contest that. So uh, I think he's got a shot to, to spend some time in the NBA because he was never a great decision. I never liked him as a point guard for the Panthers because uh, the decision-making got a little suspect at times. But, again, now he's... He's a 3-and-D guy. I think this is going to – he's got a chance to to be a good player in the NBA. You and I picked fifth in the preseason poll. Seemed a a tick high for them uh, coming into the season. I mean, this is a donut team, especially with what we know with Austin Fife and his inability probably to make it a go once again as he's working through more health problems. It looks like James Bentz is going to start at the 5. He's 6'6". There's no size. Cole Henry, he's banged up right now. And even Cole Henry, though he's 6'9", he is rail thin out there as he's added some weight, but certainly not a big guy at all uh, coming in from Oskaloosa. This UNI team, they're going to have to win it with guard play. How good can they be? Well, they're going to put Trey Jackson in there at that other starting spot. Or, excuse me, Trey Campbell. So they're going to be a three-guard lineup of Bourne, Heisey, and Campbell and Titan Anderson. They've got to replace so many points Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's an opportunity for some guys to step up. But I'm kind of with you guys. There's a lot of uh, holes to fill. They lost so much. I think I was just doing the work for the game tomorrow night. They've lost uh, like almost 70% of their point production with the absence of Carter Green we talked about. Don't forget Burhau, one of the best three-point shooters. Pickford gave them some mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and, of course, Fife is up a question mark for him. But I think the way that, you know, Go Stakes, they're going to, I think that the team's going to be better defensively than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. They keep talking about playing with pace. But uh, you've got some teams at the top there Drake, Bradley, Southern, bring back a lot of experience. It's going to be tougher than to break in that top three. I look for the Panthers to be a middle of the pack in the Valley this year. Well, let's uh, let's go to Ames. You saw we'll save Iowa for last. We talked about them a lot in the first segment. We'll get back to them. You saw them last night. We know that TJ uh, is still looking for that scorer, right? Uh, who's this year's Isaiah Brockington? And I don't think at this time last year, if we were to go back twelve months, we really we thought that Brockington's going to turn out to be the scorer that he was. Maybe that player's on the roster, Kevin. If he is, who would that be? Who's gonna? We know they can play a ton of defense, but who's going to pick up the uh, the the scoring burden? that uh, Brockington left behind? Well, I think it's going to be the kid from uh, Bonnie. Jaron Holmes is going to have to be that guy for them. Uh, they're going to have more size up front, which is going to be good. More rim protections than Hassan Ward and the uh, Osuni. The other young man. Osuni, yeah. they got some shot blockers, but, boy, I, you know, the biggest loss may be uh, Tyrese Hunter going to Texas because sure. now you've got you got a freshman point guard, but he doesn't have the same pedigree that Tyrese Hunter had when he came in. I think the question mark is, can D.J. Osterberg work his magic again this season? I guess the Big 12 guys, best league in the country, and they can back it up because look at what the Big 12's done. National championship last year with Kansas. Two years ago, national Baylor. championship with Baylor. Yeah. You go before that, Texas Tech in the championship game. Right. They, I mean, they proved themselves. And when I was at the Big 12 media date, they are puffing their chest out in the Big 12 that they're going to be good again. And Baylor, guys, you can talk about Kansas all you want. Baylor is loaded in that backcourt with Flagler coming back, LJ Cryer, and Dante George, the highly touted freshman. So watch out for the Bears. You know, a guy that I'm incredibly intrigued by is Trey King. Of course, came in last year, sat out after being at Georgetown for a short period of time. Six foot seven. Sounds like there's some offensive skill to his game. He began his career at Eastern Kentucky and put up some big numbers, averaged 15 points a game a couple of seasons back. What have you heard about Trey King and, and a team that's certainly going to need some offense? Is he a guy that they can rely on, not for 15 a game, but for a good eight, nine, 10 points a game? Is that a realistic goal for Trey King? Well, I think it really is, Trent. You know, you got a senior. He's been around the block a little bit. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I think TJ's a good job of identifying people that, hey, this is my last shot. Brockington mm-hmm. was a great example of that. Yep. Uh, you know, this is, I got to do it this year. Yeah. A buy in. I think they do an excellent job of not recruiting players in that transfer world, but interviewing players that are going to fit their profile. That's why they were so good last year. Guys accepted roles fit their pieces, uh, and you know it's going to be defense first. So it's going to be kind of a, you know, it's going to be a little bit herky-jerky in offense, but they're going to try and stay in those games with defense. And you got that new defense. We're seeing Tech do it where they pin you on the sideline and make it difficult to bring the ball back across midcourt. I'm looking to do that again this year with a couple. they got a couple shot blockers, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, they do for sure. You know, I'm looking at have a, a, a bigger impact on this team this year, maybe scoring wise. And I know they play half their games, the home games at Hilton, where Caleb Grill, for whatever reason, struggles. I'm looking at Caleb Grill to have a uh, uh, for him uh, a breakout. I guess it's fair to say. Look, showed signs at UNLV, but that's a far cry from uh, what they face night in, night out in the Big Twelve. So let's go. Let's finish up with Iowa. Uh, just your thoughts from what you saw last night, Kevin. Tony Perkins is going to be a stud in the Big Ten. I think this kid is dynamite. He was so destructive. I know it's a Division II team, but that guy looked like he was playing with three lungs. He was everywhere. And Peyton Stanford, he's kind of a combination of a Peter Jock, Jordan Bohannon. you got to find this dude at the offensive end because he can light you up in a hurry. I kind of like this Iowa team. Not a lot of size inside. They share the basketball, as they've always done under Fran McCaffrey. Chris Murray, 24 points in 24 minutes, and he scored threes. He scored at the post. He looked a lot like Keegan out there, and I know that comparison we're trying not to do, but I was impressed by what I saw from Murray, Stanford, and Perkins. And if Connor McCaffrey can hit threes like that, watch out for the Hawks. It's going to be a Fran team. They're going to score defensively. With Perkins, good defender. Euless, when he's back after serving his suspension last night, a good defender. DeSante Bowen, he's got some length to him. And the length that they have. You know, Sanford playing the two. They got length. How much better defensively can this team is? They're not going to be great by any means, but how much better can they be on that end of the floor? Well, this is going to help them. I saw them do this list last night. They switched a lot of those you know, perimeter ball screens. They tried to keep Rabasha out of it a little bit. Uh, but when they go against the bigs, but here's the good thing about the Big Ten. There are a lot of bigs left, guys. You know, Hunter Dickinson's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana's got him. This is a Big Ten that's, to me, wide open. 15 of the top 20 scores in the Big Ten have moved on. Four players in the top 10 NBA draft pick have gone. So this is a wide open league. Everybody's talking about Indiana, Illinois with a ton of transfers. Maybe the most intriguing team. Of course, Michigan's up there. But I think this Iowa team, you're going to see them again. It's going to be, they're going to be really good offensively. And as Trent always alludes to, can they make enough stops to get themselves in that top division and challenge for the top of the big team? But I tell you what about Fran McCaffrey basketball. It's fun to watch, guys. They get down the court and they shoot the basketball and they share it. Indeed, they do. Of course, the seven foot four kid at Purdue's not bad either. Yeah. Eating, right? Anyways, yeah, yeah. So Iowa goes into the season with expectations. Iowa State, after what they did last year, when nobody anticipated anything, they got expectations. Of course, Drake is the pick in the MVC. Do you believe we're going to see three teams from our state in the NCAA tournament? No, <sighs> I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two. No, you're wrong, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I am. I know you do. Yeah. Well, Hawks for sure. 12, I, th- I tell you, but you, you know how good the Big 12 is, guys. Yeah, it's yeah, tough. That's true. Big that's 12, you're going to be point. in the tournament. Yeah, it's an excellent point. Kevin, glad you're back aboard. Uh, good to talk to you. It means basketball season is here. Uh, we'll uh, have a bunch more conversations between now uh, and March. Kevin Lehman, thank you for doing this, Kevin. You're, where's the call tomorrow? Is it an ESPN Plus? Where's that game tomorrow? Who are you working for? Yeah, yeah. I believe it's ESPN Plus. It's going to be uh, produced in-house. And just talked to Robbie Sieverdine, the former Panther great, who's 
had a, he's got a good team at Dubuque. I know it's Division Three, but they are thirty and two on the road in that league, and you got to be pretty good to do that. I don't care what level you're playing at. That's a pretty special number. Great stuff, Kevin. Thanks for doing this. Talk to you down the road. All right, thanks, guys. Yep. Have a good one. Yep, absolutely. Kevin Lehman. So we take a look at the big four uh, in-state basketball, men's basketball teams. All right, so we're going to talk about Iowa Mission of Mercy next. Dr. Corey's going to join us. Uh, we will have uh, a little FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions. It's this weekend. We will talk to him next. Miller and Condon or on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. I'm- segment of the first hour of the program coming up in hour number two we'll head to the city of brotherly love philadelphia matt snyder cbs sports where he covers major league baseball he is at the world series game three tonight will be at all of them uh, but he'll join us to preview uh, the three pack coming up in philadelphia uh, we will uh, well, do we take you right up until one? Trends play the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. That comes up as well. But right now, we've been talking about this event for years, and it's finally here. In fact, it's it starts on Friday, this Friday, this Saturday, from six a.m. until five p.m. at the Varied Industries Building in the at the State Fairgrounds. It is the Iowa Mission of Mercy, the free dental clinic. It starts at six a.m. in the morning. It goes to five o'clock both Friday and Saturday. Those hours, uh, both the same Friday and Saturday. It's a first-come, first-served basis. Dr. Corey back with us uh, to tell us more about this. Uh, dental cleanings, general dental services, mild, minor oral surgeries, endodontic, periodontic. Uh, boy, you got uh, the whole list is uh, is covered, Dr. Corey, and I think you're going to see a lot of people, after all the pandemic wiped out this event, sadly, uh, for the last couple of years. But it's back on, and it's it's finally here. How are you? Nice to hear from you. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um you know, we did do a hybrid last year. We had um, offices uh, donate their time, which we did as well, um, to try to um, accommodate patients, um, which went pretty well. But it just is not as, a, um, as effective as having um, one big event for a weekend, um, which we're going to have here in Des Moines this weekend. So we're really excited about it. And, and one other thing we do provide is, is, is for people who are missing some front teeth, um, we do uh, provide flippers, um, which are just kind of um, interim um partials um so that people can smile and um you know and and feel good about themselves again so so we do that service as well um we do do we we don't do we do do wisdom teeth but only if they're hurting you so if if you have a symptomatic wisdom teeth um we have a lot of surgeons there we'll take care of those but just prophylactic just we generally don't do that but we're trying to get people out of pain people to feel more confident with themselves um and um people um just to get uh some, some good dentistry done it's a huge undertaking. Tell us a little bit about the logistics of pulling this thing off, what it takes to... Moving offices. Yes, get all that dental equipment over there, get set up. What is it like as you guys are in the uh, stretch run here, coming down the stretch and, and getting this thing all pulled off? What does it take? So I can't wait to get this uh, going on this weekend because that's the fun part. But um, <laughs> the planning starts um, a year and a half earlier. We have to pick a community, and um, that community um, has to be on board with um, raising the appropriate funds for us to be able to put on the event um you know it takes about a hundred thousand dollars for each event um adcf 
which is the American uh, Dental Cares Foundation. They have a truck um, full of all the dental equipment, which we rent for that two-day event, and they bring all the equipment in, and then we have to have our vendors uh, supply a lot of uh, goods, um, um, filling materials, anesthetic, uh, all the things we need to do um, to do dentistry, um, including you know gloves, masks, and um, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we, we've had done a lot of planning. We've had many meetings um, this year. And uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's quite our deal. And then once all the work is done, then we can just have fun and treat patients, which is what we all want to do anyway. So many layers to this. Not only is DART involved, if you, you know, you don't have transportation, you'd love to be able to get down there. We just don't have a way to get down there. DART is providing free transportation. You just bring the flyer that you can find at iowamom.org and head down there. And if it's parents that, you know, I'd love to go get a, a cavity filled or whatever, but, I mean, who's going to watch my kids when I'm sitting in the chair? There's actually health care, uh, or child care, I beg your pardon, yes. provided on site, which is just massive. No, we, we do provide child care, and, and if those parents also want their children to be seen, we have yep. pediatric dentists uh, there, too. So those children, um, we have a way to get the, those kids checked in, and um, and, and then uh, they get checked out at the end. But um, we can bring them down to our pediatric department if the parents want them to get seen as well. So, yeah, we look after the kids. We also feed patients throughout the day. Um, these are long days, and I know mm-hmm. people will be waiting in line, and um, people get hungry. So we'll be bringing food carts with uh, drinks and food um, throughout the day so people don't get hungry. Um, you know, if we have diabetic patients, I mean, they can't wait to not eat, and right. people just get hungry. And, and um, when you get hungry, you get a little anxious and irritable. So we want to make sure people <laughs> are comfortable. So we try to come up with all the solutions for people as well. The one thing I do want to... Um, uh, tell the viewers who are thinking about coming um, uh, to get uh, dental care. Unfortunately, this weekend looks like rain, and um, unfortunately, there's no way to keep the lines from outside. So, if you're coming, please bring umbrellas. Please, please bring some rain rain gear. Um, I, I can't believe this is the Friday and Saturday that's going to rain, but that's what it's looking like in the weather. So, please be prepared for that. Good note there and uh, something to keep an eye on. Getting the word out for people that have this. What's the best way to get the word out to different people? Just knowing people in your community, it might be a neighbor, it might be a family friend yep. or somebody in your family. What do you say to them? I mean, it can be, I'm sure for some people, a little embarrassing, those kind of things. Do you have a tip, something to say to somebody knowing that maybe they just haven't been able to avoid, avoid or have the ability to afford dental care? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a big, that's a, that's a big problem for a lot of people, even with dental insurance. So we don't even ask. We don't care. If you have $5 million and you're willing to wait in line, then you'll get free dental care. And if you're just, just, we don't, we, we might ask a few logistical questions just for our status, but we don't care if you have dental insurance, Title 19, um, anything. So, um, um, we just ask for your patience as, um, we get the system rolling, but, um, you know, there's no reason not to come to see us. We will take very good care of uh, people. And, you know, we can't put on this event without patients to see. So please come down and visit us. We we can't wait to see everybody. And there is no catch. This is absolutely free and it's taking place this Friday and Saturday. As you heard Dr. Corey, uh, sadly, by the sounds of things, there is going to be some weather that's going to be involved this weekend. So uh, make sure you take those precautions. Chance it's going to be a long day. Starts at 6 o'clock in the morning, goes till 5 o'clock, both Friday and Saturday. 
appreciate the varied industries building. If you're in line, Dr. you heard Dr. Corey, there's going to be food, there's going to be drinks passed out, uh, if indeed uh, that's something that you require. Dr. Corey, thank you so much for being part of this. Uh, we hope that the weather cooperates and this becomes uh, the success that we believe uh, that it's going to be, and it certainly has been in previous years. Dr. Corey, best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to seeing all your patients out there. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Dr. Corey. I'll be just manning one of those chairs. What an event. Please cooperate weather-wise. Mm-hmm. Get as many people through as possible. Yes. Um, yeah, just go. If you have to go, go. Take the kids. And if you if it's yourself and nobody's going to be able to watch your child while you're in the chair, they're going to look after that for you as well. It's got all the bases covered. Hour number two coming up next. Miller & Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.